0: All right, we are in week three of our journey through Colossians. Um, This morning we're in Colossians 1, verses 9 through 14. And this is really uh, Paul's prayer for the church at Colossae, And always a good place to start, so let's open in prayer this morning. Sovereign Lord, we come before you, knowing, Lord, that uh, you have... All wisdom and all answers, and we, uh, we ask, Lord, that you would come and meet with us this morning. Lord, would you reveal yourself to us? Would you make us to have a, a desire and a love for your word, Lord? I pray that you would be glorified in this hour, and that you would uh, glorify your Son in all that we do and say. In the precious name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. All righty, so for review, the book of Colossians, again, was uh, Paul's letter written with Timothy to the church in, uh, in Colossae uh, to encourage and to address false teachings that were taking place. And again, it kind of sits there in the valley, uh, just down from a couple of uh, cities that you may have heard of, Philadelphia, Laodicea, Hierapolis, Um, For the last couple weeks, we've talked about some Bible study principles, uh, using uh, proven Bible study tools, how to avoid common interpretive errors, and some other Bible study techniques. This morning, um, we're going to read Colossians uh, 1, verses 9 through 14. We're going to identify some of the key words in there. We're going to use Strong's numbers and um, a lexicon. And then potentially look at uh, an expository dictionary, Vines Expository Dictionary. And part of what we want to do is is get familiar with some of these resources. So there's a resource online called Blue Letter Bible. How many of you have have ever heard or used Blue Letter Bible? So a small group. Okay. One of the things I want to do this morning is just, since part of our activities, is going to be looking up some of these Uh, References and and using some of these resources I want to just briefly go through what Blue Letter Bible is So you can go out to blueletterbible.org And you can type in Let me get my mouse over here Type in Colossians Um, That's where we're going to start Notice that we have several different uh, translations available here. By default, it comes up to King James Version. Um, We are using the ESV, so I'll just come down here and click ESV and then hit go. And so we can see each verse is broken out. One of the things about Blue Letter Bible is this uh, series of resources, a a bunch of resources that it has available, and we're going to delve into those here as a group or in in our breakout sessions but if i just come over here and if i click on the word tools it's going to go out and it's going to say okay what do you want i want the interlinear or i want to look at uh... bibles Um, for us right now we're just going to start with interlinear so i'm going to click on interlinear and you're going to see over here on the left is the english uh, words from the n-a-s-b version and then here is a strong's number how many, everybody, does everybody familiar? Strong's number is a, um, it's a Greek, def, it's a way of, of getting to the meaning of the original Greek word. And then any transliteration that's available. And then if you want to hear how that Greek word is pronounced, you can click it here. So this particular verse, so that you may walk in a manner worthy of the Lord. If we look at the, the word walk here, if I click on this phrase, I can't read it from way back there. There are no. That's not right. Okay, don't click on phrase. Click on the Strong's number there. That's what I was looking for. So here are the. Here is the Strong's definition: to walk, to make one's way, to progress, to make, uh, due use of opportunities. So this is a definition of what this of the word walk and what it means Uh, it goes into further definition down here and it gives scripture references Um, on some of these examples you will see uh, out to the side it'll say um, you can hear the voice the tense and the mood the greek language is a very complicated language and i'm not a greek scholar and i'm no expert but um, there are there are inflections in the Greek language and there are ways of speaking that don't translate well into English. So you can take a particular word like walk and we may think that it means one thing but when we dig into it and we start looking at what it actually meant to the original hearers it can take on a whole nother um, meaning. It can, it can really open up what was intended by the author. So I'm going to go back here, and there's these tabs across the top here. So this first one, if you could read that, it says interlinear. This one is Bible, so if you wanted to look at this particular verse in multiple different um, translations, here are the other ways that this this verse has been translated, and there's other resources along here as well, and we're not going to go into all of them. One of the things I do want to point out as you look at a particular Strong's number, so let's uh, click on Walk again, or on the on the Strong's number here. Gives you the pronunciation, and then down here is this Vine's Expository Dictionary. If you click on the Vine's Expository Dictionary, and now I, you really can't read that, but on your on your device, hopefully you can read this. What it's doing is it's taking the different uh, ways that Walk can be interpreted, and it's assigning those to the different um scripture passages in which it is broken out that way so that you can look okay walk meant to literally walk down the road to Emmaus or walk meant figuratively to conduct yourself and you can see where all the verses are throughout scripture where it was used in that context so if you're doing an in-depth word study you can kind of dig out some more of the nuances of a particular word or what the author originally meant all right So, uh, there is also before I leave that topic blue letter Bible, actually, let me go back over there real quick. Um, when you pull it up on your on your device it 's going to look different, so it 's going to look more like this um, instead of having tabs at the top, there will be a drop down list um, so if you if you have clicked on a Greek word and there 's no possible way I can control this from way back here but uh, if you look on a Greek, uh, Greek word at the top, it'll say interlinear, and you can drop that drop-down list down and pick something different. Uh, Blue Letter Bible also has um, apps for your iPhone, for your Android, for your, your notebooks, whatever. You can download the app, and it gives you a different set of abilities. You can have it read as a parallel Bible with one translation on each side, etc. So. All right, this morning's passage... Colossians 1, verses 9 to 14. I'm just going to read through it first. And so from the day we heard, we have not ceased to pray for you, asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of His will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding, so as to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to Him, bearing fruit in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God, being strengthened with all power according to His glorious might, for all endurance and patience with joy giving thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of the saints in light. He has delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved Son, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. When we first started talking about uh, what book we were going to do in Sunday school, and we settled on Colossians, I was really excited because I had already started reading through Colossians, and I had come to this passage and I was really jazzed about this passage because I wanted to memorize it so that I could give it as a blessing to my kids because it's just really powerful. And then I started actually digging into it and finding out what the words meant in preparation for teaching, and it just it took on a whole new context for me, and I, it, uh, I became even more excited. Um, one of the things to know about the book of Colossians, we talked about it as we got going is it was written to address some some errors that were cropping up in the first century there was a group called the Gnostics and the Gnostics um, they were teaching heresies they taught that spiritual things were good and fleshly things were bad and so that led to a uh, a heresy that it did not matter what you did in your body because it didn't count for anything it only mattered what you did in your spirit and so you can imagine living in the culture of that time where that might have led, um, so Paul is writing to this church, and he 's using these words that the Gnostics kind of claimed as their own they were Gnostics is, is from the the Greek group the Greek gnosis, which means to know, and so they were all about knowledge and they were so here 's Paul writing, and he has he uses the words knowledge and wisdom and understanding in an effort to kind of reclaim these words and, and take them away from what the Gnostics were doing with them. As we open up and, and do a, um, a look-up of what these words mean, knowledge is... I'm not going to try and pronounce all the Greek words today, but knowledge is, uh, really means when we look up the Strong's definition, it is precise and correct knowledge. Uh, in the New Testament, it's used about things that are ethical and divine. It is absolute. So it's not just kind of a general knowledge. It is a precise knowledge. It's a correct knowledge. It's something that you would want your surgeon to know before he does an operation on you. you uh, not just that he has some general knowledge of, you know, he, he was a vet and you're mostly like a dog. So, you know, we can get in there and do stuff. You know, we, we, want, we want to have precise knowledge. The next word is wisdom. Wisdom comes from the root word sophos, and it means skilled. It's expert. It's not something that we just stumble into. It takes practice. It is learned. Um, The following definition, forming the best plans and using the best means for their execution. The knowledge and practice of the requisites for godly and upright living. These aren't my words. These these are plagiarized right out of the Strong's Dictionary or Concordance. So... um, Anyway, knowledge is precise and correct. Wisdom is skilled and expert. And then we have this understanding, which is this word synesis, which is where we might get synthesis. It it means a coming together. So it's a mental putting together. It has this idea, this connotation of two rivers merging together where you had one distinct thing and another distinct thing, and they co-mingle, and now they're indistinguishable. They've become one. So we have this knowledge, which is precise and correct, and we have wisdom, which is skilled and learned, and we're putting them together into this understanding concept. So now we're ready for our first group breakout. What I want you to do, I want you to identify the actions um, in this particular passage. So there are three groups, at least, in this passage. We have Paul and Timothy. We have the the church in uh, Colossae. And we have God the Father. Um, get into your groups. Identify those three groups. And then see what it is that they are doing. Maybe highlight what the actions are that each one of those is doing. Pick one or two action words for each group and look those up in your... Um, Blue Letter Bible. So go out to Blue Letter Bible on your phone or on your device, um, or on your kid's phone or device, and um, see what you can dig up out of there. And we're going to cover this here in a minute, um, some of the stuff that we dug out. And then talk about questions number three and four. So we have, I'm giving you 15 minutes for this, because it's going to take a little extra time to dig those out, maybe divide it up and divide and conquer. So, all right, 15 minutes. All right. So, as we wrap that up, I mean, I can tell you guys, we're, we're, how many of you have, have dug into the, uh, the Greek or into Old Testament Hebrew um, like that to try and extract meaning out of it? A little bit, some. Um, enjoyable, hard work, not enjoyable, hard on a phone. <laughs> Because I'm going to cover some of these things. I'm not going to go into the details on on every single action, but I just want to kind of briefly go through uh, some of the key um, action items. Um, And so from the day we heard... So I have multiple colors here. We have yellow. That's what I identified as Paul and Timothy. We heard, we have not ceased to pray, and we asked... And then what did they ask for for the Colossians? To walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing, bearing fruit, increasing in the knowledge of God, and being strengthened. And then those gray words there are just kind of what he was asking them to be strengthened for. And then also giving thanks. And then in the the light blue down there at the bottom... This is what I identified as, as God having done, qualified, share in the inheritance, he has delivered, transferred, redeemed, and forgave. So as we go through each of these, we see that um, Paul's actions that we heard, and the word heard is to understand or to consider what has been said. It's not, so when you hear, you can you can hear something but not understand, not perceive. Maybe you're, they have ears but don't hear kind of a thing. So this is obviously talking about hearing and understanding. So from the day that we understood your love for all the saints from the previous passage, um, we have not ceased to pray. Ceased means to pause or to stop. Pray uh, carries the connotation of earnestly making a request to God asking that you may be filled asking is interesting uh, when I looked it up it's a its carries this idea of begging of calling out and of craving so it's got this it's this emotional word and you know we, we see asking that you will be filled you know when you read that in English it 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 lacks something compared to we're begging we're craving for you to be filled and being filled literally means to to stuff as putting the 10 pounds of potatoes in a five-pound bag, right? It's, it's absolutely packed full. So he's praying, so from the day that we understood wh- what you were about, we have not ceased, even for a moment, to earnestly make um, intercession for you, begging God that he would absolutely pack your life um, with, and then he goes on, what that's all about so see how that's just you you start digging into these words and they become the passage just comes alive um so the next one was what paul was praying for the colossians that they would walk and um i talked a bit earlier about there's different uh, moods and tenses and voices in greek which and by the way i despise english it was one of my worst subjects In school ever. Um, But when you you dig into this and you find somebody that actually knows what they're talking about and you read that, the word walk is in something called the aorist tense, which means um, it's a point in time moving forward or it has a definite starting point. In this particular uh, phrase, what it means is to begin walking, to start off walking. So it has this idea of We forget what we were, and we now are something different, and we're moving forward in this new direction. So when it says to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, it could be translated as to start off walking in this new way. Fully pleasing um, to the culture at the time meant uh, a subservient uh, desire to fulfill every whim of your master. So it had this negative connotation. And Paul here redeems that and he says, look, we need to be fully pleasing to God to carry out every desire that he has for us because we know that his desires for us are only good. Bearing fruit, we talked about this last week in relations to John chapter 15. Increasing in the knowledge of God uh, to grow in the effect and the work of God Continuously. Um, it was interesting when I was reading about increasing in the knowledge of God. The the passage or the the verb usage there literally means that you are being it's, it, it, I forget what the what the Greek word is, but it's the it's the God is actually doing the increase. It's not something that we are doing. So when we are increasing in the knowledge of God, yes, there's effort on our part. But it is God that is doing it through us, um, being strengthened with all power, both strengthened and power are the same root greek word it's the it's the Greek word dunamis, from which we get dynamite, dynamo dynamic it's this concept of power, but this isn't the word dunamas it's the word dunamo'o, which actually means and again this is just because i've read it all' I've read about it, but it means moving power. So it's not just the ability to have to do something, it is power in motion. So being strengthened with all power is this active strengthening. It's this motivating power. Consider what all power looks like. What does it mean for all power? Um our sun, just because I'm a science guy, our sun burns a thousand million tons of hydrogen a second. A thousand million tons, that's a billion, but it sounds more impressive when you say a thousand million. A thousand million tons of hydrogen per second. And we know that the sun's been around at least 6,000 years or so, maybe longer, but at least 6,000. How many tons of hydrogen is that? And the sun is not a remarkable star. It's one of about 6,000 that we can see with the naked eye, it's one of several hundred billion in the universe. Um, all power, and yet that is what god what Paul is praying is that concept of this all power that Paul is praying for us that 's what he wants in us for what purpose to be able to be to endure with patience and joy um, anybody who 's ever had to endure something, you know that it can wear you down it 's enduring is it uh, it can be draining. But we're not just enduring here, we're enduring with patience and joy. And I think that's one reason why Paul is writing for all power, because if you're enduring something, to be able to endure it with patience and with joy, that takes so much more energy than just being able to endure it. And then at the end of that, um, having a thankful spirit. And uh, the... Reference there to 1 Thessalonians five sixteen to 18 um, And enduring is the rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. So be and having this thankful spirit. And then finally, um, we have what God is doing. Giving thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of the saints in light. The word qualified is that, I don't know how to pronounce it, but it literally means to enable or to make able. So in other words, God is making us able to share in the inheritance. Not only does he have this inheritance for us, not only is he wanting us to be able to share in this inheritance, he is actually making us able to share in this inheritance. He has delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved son. The word delivered is um, the Greek word "raomi," which means to rescue or to draw to yourself, draw to oneself. So when it says he has delivered us, it's this concept of a rescuing, of, of saving out of. And then transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved son. Transferred is the Greek word, whatever that is. And it has the idea of a king coming into a, a country, defeating the army. Taking the people captive and moving them to another location. So, when we read this passage with with those word pictures, we see that God has rescued us, He has drawn us to Himself, and He has transferred us from this one location to another location. If you read it in the King James Version, it says He has um, delivered us from the power of darkness. Now, a few minutes ago, we talked about power being dunamis. So if we read that in English, and we're reading the King James Version, we see, we see power up earlier in, in verse uh, 10 or 11. And then we see power here, and we might be thinking they're the same thing, but they are not. They're not the same Greek word. The word power in King James on this particular verse is better translated as kingdom or as domain because it has the idea of a judicial system. So it's a government with a judicial system. So when it says he has transferred us from the domain of darkness, if you were reading that, you would read the word domain, and you would think, oh, that's like what the government does. So he has transferred us from this system of rules, from this oppressive uh, environment, and he has put us into this other kingdom. So we have all of these rich pictures, all of these really neat images of being moved from a domain where there's rules and where there's, there's laws and where there is oppression to this kingdom of light where we have this inheritance. All right, group exercise number two. Um, one of the things I need to note before you go in here, I changed question number three and I made it question number one because I liked it better. So just ignore question number three in your workbook and... Go with these that are on the screen. So as you guys research the meaning of these words, um, what stood out to you as significant or eye-opening? Or did something jump out at you that you hadn't really seen before? Um, What does the idea of walking, as in to begin walking in a new way, mean to you? Um, How are the ideas of last week, which we talked about being in the vine, how are those related to the idea of having all power, and being strengthened in that way. And then share with your group, if you have time, some ways that God has delivered, has drawn you to Himself, or transferred you from this one kingdom, or this one set of governmental rules and restrictions, into the kingdom of His Son. So I'm going to give you 15 minutes for this too, unless you get done early. All Alright, let's wrap that up. And did anybody have anything that really just jumped out to them that was, <clears throat> excuse me, eye-opening as you as you read through some of the the Greek, tried to figure out what the original intent actually was? Um, Do you want to share with the whole group? If not, that's fine. Okay, moving on. Oh, we got Amy. Um, transferred and delivered with delivered. It was like a rush to the rescue. Okay. And then, um, and it was also, um, I'm reading someone else's paper here. Rescuing for oneself. Deliver was to rescue for oneself. That there is that personal aspect in it. That God wants us. Mm. For himself. Yeah. And this is. One of the things that I. I really enjoy when I'm. Doing. Bible study. That's different than just reading. Is just digging in. I, I love going in and trying to figure out. The context of to whom this was written. The. The meaning of the Greek words, um, why it was, why they chose that word. There's, you know, we we've, we've talked before that there are a number of different words that can be translated "love" in English, for example, or um, in this "power." There's at least two in the Greek, but you know, figuring out why did they choose this one because it has this this social connotation that the original hearers would have made click with them oh yeah so that gives it a whole new twist for me Um, another thing that done occasionally is to outline a passage so when you have a passage like this sometimes it's helpful just to kind of outline it so identify the people in this case it worked really well the people that are involved so Paul and Timothy and what did they do they prayed how did they pray they prayed immediately From the day they heard of it, they prayed consistently, without ceasing. They prayed fervently, what we talked about earlier, that asking, that begging, that craving. Who did they pray for? They prayed for the Colossians. And what did they pray for for the Colossians? That they would have a full knowledge of, uh, increasing knowledge of God's will, uh, with wisdom and understanding, so that they would, why? Why would they pray that? so that they would walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, to start off walking, to begin doing this, so that they could do the will of God and be strengthened, again, that dunamas, the being strengthened with all power because He has redeemed, He has drawn us to Himself and transferred us from this environment to this other environment where we have a future hope um, before I go to the application questions, I just want to go back to our, our original passage. And we just want to read it again. Having done some of these word studies, as we read through it now, we can we have this a better informed ability to read through this. And so, from the day we heard of it, we have not ceased to pray for you. Asking, begging God, craving that you would be filled, absolutely full, stuffed full, with knowledge, with this precise and correct knowledge of His will, with all spiritual wisdom, which was that learned, that, uh, that skilled wisdom, and understanding, the concept of these rivers flowing together, so that you may begin walking in a manner that is absolutely fully pleasing, that does everything that God desires of you, bearing fruit in every good work, and increasing by the power of God increasing through you in the knowledge of God, in the precise, again, that knowledge of God is that precise and uh, concrete understanding, being strengthened with this motivating power, uh, with all of that motivating power according to his glorious might. Didn't even look up glorious might, but you can imagine what kind of (laughs) definitions there might be. For all endurance... Not just that you can endure, but that you can endure with patience and joy, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified you, who has actually made you able to share in the inheritance of the saints in light. He has delivered you, He has rescued you from the domain, from this system of of authority, from the domain of darkness, and transferred you like a king transfers captives to his own country, into the kingdom of his beloved son in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. A couple words there I didn't even look up. But again, you can, it, this passage just took on a whole new meaning for me as I started. I was already excited about the passage. Um, and then I, you know, started digging into it. It's like, wow, this is really good. Imagine. So, final um, Final thoughts. How well do we align with Paul's example of praying and interceding? And do we do that fervently or is it just a checkbox? Do we walk in a manner that is fully pleasing to God in every aspect of our lives? Are we increasing or are we taking the opportunities that God gives to us to increase in the knowledge of God? And the understanding and the precise and correct knowledge of God? Not just knowing about Him, but knowing correctly who He is. And are we characterized by a thankful spirit, both to God as well as to others? Sovereign Lord, we give you all praise and glory because you are worthy of all praise and all glory. Thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to study your word, to to dig into it, to... Lord to apply to our lives what you what you have for us the deep and meaningful truths. Lord, I pray that we would not just be hearers but that we would be doers of your word, that it would transform our lives, Lord, that we would allow it to take root, that it would change the way that we think, that it would change the way that we believe, and Lord that we would think correctly about you, that we would have a precise and correct knowledge of you and that it would change our lives. Be with us the rest of this morning, Lord. We give you all thanks. We uh, commit the day to you. In the precious name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.